there is something rotten in the state of Western culture. This was the diagnosis of German philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche. His entire philosophy can be understood as the attempt to diagnose and counter the cancer spreading silently through the body of the culture. When Nietzsche's madman proclaimed the death of God in 1882's The Gay Science, it was not an atheistic celebration, but a dire warning about the coming shadow of nihilism. This death of God represented a calamity without equal. This long plenitude and sequence of breakdown, destruction, ruin and cataclysm that is now impending an eclipse of the sun whose like has probably never yet occurred on earth. This calamity was the collapse of our value system, which, as individuals and collectives, we orient ourselves by. In his later years, Nietzsche took up the language of medicine and biology. His task was to diagnose and, if possible, propose a cure for this crisis. His diagnosis was decadence, and decadence for Nietzsche is essentially the opposite of health. It is decay. More specifically, it is decay of the instincts. To have to fight the instincts, that is the formula of decadence. As long as life is ascending, happiness equals instinct. Nietzsche is commonly thought of as the father of existentialism, but he might also, and perhaps more accurately, be called the father of psychoanalysis. The theme of non-conscious, non-individual forces in the psyche runs through Nietzsche's work from his first book, The Birth of Tragedy, to his final work, Ecce Homo. He was a constant explorer of the dark realms of psyche that lie beyond consciousness. The overarching themes of Nietzsche's work may be philosophical, but the methodology is psychoanalytical through and through. In Twilight of the Idols, we find the definition of decadence as anarchy of the instincts. Nietzsche speaks of the two strategies that have been used to deal with this anarchy, reason and morality. These two forms of decadence are the basis of his critiques of Socrates on the one hand and Christianity on the other. The problem, as Nietzsche sees it, is that by suppressing these instincts we are suppressing life itself. The instincts are the cacophonous chorus of life coursing through us. To cut ourselves off from this is to cut ourselves off from life. And so Nietzsche's idea of health is an affirmation of life, it's an integration of the instinctual. In contrast to the life-denying tradition of philosophy, whose origins he characterizes as the decadence of the Greek instinct, Nietzsche describes himself as the first tragic philosopher. He is the Dionysian to stand against the crucified. He is the one preaching a new ideal of humanity as the meaning of the earth. The yes-saying doctrines of Zarathustra, the Ubermensch, the eternal recurrence and the will to power, are a new metaphysics affirming life, the earth and the instincts. Health doesn't mean an abandonment of reason to the instincts. Instead, he writes, in times like these, abandonment to one's instincts is one calamity more. Our instincts contradict, disturb, destroy each other. I've already defined what is modern as physiological self-contradiction. There is no way back to a harmony with the instincts. There is only a way through. A reversion, a return in any sense or degree is simply not possible. We physiologists know that. Nothing avails, one must go forward, step by step, further into decadence. This was Nietzsche's quest, to find a way beyond decadence. His ideal, contained in the epithet of tragic philosopher, was the same in his last work as it was in his first, the synthesis of the Apollonian and the Dionysian, not the overgrown reason or oppressive morality of the excessive Apollonian. 
and not that horrible mixture of sensuality and cruelty that characterised much of the Dionysian festivals of the ancient world. Nietzsche's ideal is the fusion of these two forces, the Apollonian as the contained, as the sails, the Dionysian as the great dynamic natural force infusing this container, filling these sails and tossing the boat around on the oceans of life. The goal is a fusion of the conscious and unconscious that leaves us with a deep love of life in all its sufferings and its joys. Nietzsche's metaphysics of the earthly that we find in Zarathustra may be questionable, but this goal of health, of life affirmation and integration of our instinctual drives is an eternally relevant one. And as the nihilistic crisis that Nietzsche predicted continues to deepen, it is a quest that is essential to our continued existence. That's everything for this episode of The Living Philosophy. I'd like to thank Shane, Croissant Eater and all the other patrons for their support of the channel. If you'd like to get access to weekly bonus episodes, monthly Q&As and get your name in the credits like these fine people, then you can head over to Patreon. As ever, if you have any thoughts, insights or feedback, I'd love to hear from you down in the comments. Otherwise, I shall see you next time. Thank you for watching.